Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast brought to you by whatever local internet service provider you used at the dawn of the internet before like Comcast came along and ate them all up. How early did you have internet in your home? I was like maybe 10. 10, so 2000. Yeah, around there. Ish. So you, you skipped the Y2K panic? Yeah, we were just like, I. We've never talked about this. What was your internet usage like, yours as a 10 year old? Were you allowed on there much? No. Not at all. Well, sometimes people needed to make a phone call. Well, right. You know? The classic dial up thing. But you really didn't have. When did you gain unfettered access to the internet? I, you still don't. Have I still it. don't have it. Um, I don't know, like Do you, late high school. I always wondered why to this day you still call your mom and say, Mom, can I go on the internet? Yeah, I feel it, but I your didn't computer, really have a need for the internet. Even in high school, though, your computer was in a shared family space, yeah. right? Yeah. Your yeah. parents are smart. They were. They, they definitely took the tips from, like, McGruff the Crime Dog or yeah. whoever was saying, you know, put Tyler, your computer in a shared space so your children talking, don't become radicalized. When a talking dog gives you a tip, you listen to the talking dog. <laughs> I don't care what it's telling you. Okay, complete pivot. Have you ever seen... Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each glance and every little movement you show it Love is all around, no need to waste it You can have the time, why don't you take it You're gonna make it after all You're gonna make it after all The Mary Tyler Moore Show? I sure have not. I used to be fascinated by this as a child because it's the only time I'd hear the word Tyler on television. Absolute narcissist. <laughs> like, you heard Catherine and Katie all the time. It was a very common name. But, you know, as a, a 1991 baby, where Tyler was one of the top names for baby boys in 1991, it took television years to catch up and for there to be people mm. with that name on TV. So the fact that her middle name is Tyler, Tyler is part of her last name, it always kind of confused and intrigued me as a, as a child. This show, Kate, ran on CBS from September 9th. 1970 to March 19th, 1977. In that time, they had seven seasons and 168 episodes, and it was created by James L. Brooks and Alan Burns. Let's rewind to Mary Tyler Moore's history. Okay. I promised you when we did Dick Van Dyke that I would give you Mary Tyler Moore's personal history on this episode, and here we are. I think you're going to like this. Mary Tyler Moore started her acting career in the 1950s. Her first role was in TV commercials for Hot Point Appliances, who made like irons and toasters and stuff. She was Happy Hot Point, a little dancing elf who advertised these appliances. So they were like, like that. you know, like fake it so she looked tiny. Google it. She looks adorable. She is just kind of dancing around dressed as a little elf. I'm here for it. It kind of reminds me of Lil Sweet when uh, Justin Guarini is the little rock and roll guy for uh, Dr. Pepper. I hate Lil Sweet. Okay, so she, that was like her first big TV role, you know, national uh, commercials. Uh -huh. And she's doing modeling, she's doing commercials, and then she breaks into mainstream, you know, actual at like uh, TV shows in the later 50s and early 60s. And of course, her first huge break is as Laura Petrie on The Dick Van Dyke Show in 1961. When The Dick Van Dyke Show ended in 1966, it was on CBS. 
right? And they wanted to keep her. They're like, oh my God, we love you, Mary Tyler Moore. We want to keep you around. You've done such a good job and people like you so much on this. So they want to make a show just for her. And it's very important to note here, this show is completely unconnected in terms of storyline to The Dick Van Dyke Show. She is not playing the same character. Got it's it. not like they were very worried about that because she's single in this show. And they were like, oh my God, we can't, we don't want people to think the Petries got divorced. Oh. God forbid. God forbid. The two creators, let's take a minute to talk about them. They have legit TV comedy bona fides, ready? Alan Burns, he's one of the co-creators. He started his career as an animator on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. He, as an animator, created the design for Captain Crunch, the character. For uh, sitcoms, he later co-creates The Munsters and My Mother, The Car, two pretty big sitcoms. Okay. And by later, I mean after the Captain Crunch thing, but before the Mary Tyler Moore show. The other co-creator, James L. Brooks, he was a writer on tons of classic sitcoms. Like as a young writer, he worked on The Andy Griffin Show, That Girl, My Three Sons. And the Mary Tyler Moore show was the second show he ever created. A year prior, he created a show called Room 222, which was like a comedy drama hybrid about a high school classroom and their students. So... Together, James L. Brooks and Alan Burns co-create the Mary Tyler Moore Show. This show has been celebrated as like a groundbreaking show now because it stars a single woman who's dating but never gets married. Like she's just always dating. She's in her 30s and she's a single woman and that's like kind of celebrated on the show. It's a big deal in the 70s sure. on TV. It dealt with really serious topics of the day and when I used to watch it on Nick at Night as like a five-year-old, you know, going like, her name is also Tyler. Definitely went over my head, you know, the complexities and the, the adult storylines more so than you know, I love Lucy or Bewitched, but yeah. I still like would try to watch it. The premise is Mary Richards, not Laura Petrie, Mary Richards, a 30-year-old single woman. She moves to downtown Minneapolis after her fiance breaks their engagement. She gets a job as an associate producer for the 6 o'clock news on a local TV station. That's the premise. It was a humongous hit. They did three spinoffs, like during and after. They spun off lots of the other characters into their own shows. So there's a show called Rhoda. Mm-hmm. based on her friend Rhoda. There's a show called Phyllis, based on her friend Phyllis. And there's a show afterwards called Lou Grant, based on her co-worker Lou Grant. In the year 2000, they did a made-for-TV movie called Mary and Rhoda. That was the only sort of official later follow-up with them in character. Got it. The show came to Nick at Night in 1992, and it was there till 2000. And Dick Van Dyke was there at the same time. So, like, I just remember being, like, vaguely confused... Are they divorced? Are they the same? Why is this one black and white? But it was neat that they were both airing on Nick at Night at the same time. We're going to watch two episodes that are heralded as some of the best episodes of Mary Tyler Moore Show. Season 3, Episode 7, Just Around the Corner, and Season 6, Episode 7, Chuckles Bites the Dust. Okay. Yeah, hey, uh, you decide to come down off your boss, do you? want to go out and grab a sandwich? Oh, gee, I'd love to, but I can't. My parents are coming. Oh, wonderful. How long are they going to stay? Well, they're moving here. Can I have my wonderful back? Rhoda. Mary, do yourself a favor. Tell them to stay where they are or, or, or go someplace else or anything but come here. Rhoda, I could never do that. Well, then I'll do it. Don't worry, I'll make the call anonymous and in very good taste. It's too late. They've already left. They'll be here any minute. Mary, you have got to send them back the minute they get here. Listen to the voice of experience. When I lived in New York, my parents kept following me all over the Bronx. I'd move, they'd move. Once I told them I was moving... They moved, and I didn't. <laughs> I thought I finally lost them, but no, they picked up my trail. So what could I do? You moved to Minneapolis. I moved to Minneapolis. Rhoda, it doesn't have to be that way. My parents and I have always gotten along just great. My mother is terrific. Uh-huh. No, really. My dates used to like her as much as they like me. Oh, that's swell. There isn't enough competition running around. God, some of these looks are absolute fire. Just in the intro. I want every 
piece of clothing that she is wearing. I want to wear it. Anybody who's listening, if you'd like to give us some more money to buy the non-ad supported Hulu, you can go <laughs> ahead and send us some money. Just watch the intro. So there is a Boar's Head commercial before the intro to the Mary Tyler Moore show. The 30 second intro went by and now we're watching Brad Paisley sing a nationwide mutual insurance commercial. I'm just saying, if oh. anyone wants to send us some money. Why are we so cheap? It's nice because she's not like a secretary. Yeah, she's you an associate I mean? producer. She works her way up throughout the series, yeah, too. But you know what I mean? Like, with this wild tie that Ted is wearing out of the 70s when your father wouldn't tell anyone that he was retiring and just retired one day. Wow, look at that shag carpet on the landing. <laughs> Holy smokes. I like Rhoda's energy. She seems crazed. I'm here for it. This is the most relatable thing that's ever happened when her parents are coming to visit and she's just like cleaning like an absolute maniac. Well, let's do some math here. The mom had was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and finish nursing school now that your dad's retired. I didn't finish nursing school. And the dad's like, well, I'm six years older than her. Oh, she was so young when we got married. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your classic dad who can't retire trope. Where he's like, oh, I just dropped by the hospital to watch a few operations, you know, as you do. All right, so Mary Tyler Moore's parents have, like, been just hanging out here, and she's like, I can't. I can't deal with this. They live around the corner now. It's over. They're always here. They're judging her for staying out too late. Mary Tyler Moore gives such good face. Now she and her mom are crying. Your classic, like, greatest generation dad who walks in, sees two crying women, is like, I've got to go. God, that outfit. Oh, God, that sweater. It's kind of fun because you get the newsroom bits, you get, like, mm -hmm. her life bits. And you're right. It's not like, oh, so sad that she's a single person. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's just doing it by herself. I'm so proud of Mary. Something terrible has happened. What is it, Lou? Someone we all know is dead. What? Who? Yeah. Oh. No, I won't tell you about it now. I don't want to upset you. Mr. Grant! Where's Ted? I gotta tell He's Ted. He's on the air. Well, what happened, Lou? Who died? Would you tell us? Chuckles. Chuckles, the clown, is dead. It was a freak accident. He went to the parade dressed as Peter Peanut. <laughs> and a rogue elephant tried to shell him. <laughs> I gotta get this on the air. Oh my god, more outfits. Yeah, so this is the intro they for season it. six yep. now. They needed to because her hair looked so different yeah. in the original intro. It was very long. I'm just really proud of Mary Tyler Moore, you know? Do you feel that way? Yeah. I feel that way. She's dead. Oh. You didn't know she was dead? When'd she die? A while ago. She's dead a couple years ago. She's back. dead just like the Three Stooges and Fred from I Love Lucy. <laughs> she died in 2017, Kate. Oh. It's 2022 now. Tragedy. Oh my god, she's here. Here's Betty White. Betty White playing Sue Ann was old here, right? Like, yes. All right, so Mary has recently moved and Sue Ann, played by Betty White, has brought this mobile of very realistic looking fake food and is like, this will brighten up your apartment. It's going to be such a quiet supercut because we're just watching and laughing. They're talking about like a clown car and how all the clowns got stuck in it and they had to cut it apart. All right, she's got this swinging new apartment. The pacing's really interesting because they'll have like a pretty funny run yeah. and then like a very low key yeah. 10 minutes with no jokes. Man, if you and I ever get divorced, I'm getting this apartment. It's got a lot of macrame. It's got a lot of plants. It's all like that very 70s, like, mustard orange. Oh my god, look at all that instant coffee she's making. God, I want that outfit too. So now Chuckles the Clown has died in a freak accident. He was killed by an elephant in a circus accident. 
Murray's trucker jacket is giving me life. Look at it. It's pretty stylish. Oh, my God. With that blue turtleneck underneath. Yeah. They have to memorialize Chuckles the Clown on air, and Ted's going to ad-lib. He's recited the Chuckles the Clown (laughs) credo, which is a little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down your pants. Followed by, that's what it's all about, folks. This is fun as hell. I think you should try to eulogize a clown, see how it goes. (laughs) Look at all the pockets that Mary Tyler Moore has on that shirt. Shocking. All right, so here we are at the clown funeral. Look at that woman wearing a jumpsuit to a funeral. God, the 70s. I want to go to there. I want people to laugh at my funeral like this. Oh, they will. Can you promise? Yeah. I just like that Sue Ann is thirsty. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, that's Betty White's whole gimmick on the show. So I feel like this episode was really lacking in supercut material Mm -hmm. because I was just watching and laughing along Mm -hmm. and kind of bopping along. So the problem is when we watch something that's good, I don't make a lot of pithy commentary because I'm just watching and enjoying. Super, super fun. Here's what I liked. Every single piece of clothing that Mary Tyler Moore wore. I also liked every kind of facet of Mary Tyler Moore's personality, right? That like they are celebrating her as like a working woman, a single woman who lives on her own. Like she has her own money. She does all of her own stuff. I don't know. That's very appealing to me just because I feel like, can you think of, I mean, maybe like Laverne and Shirley, is that contemporary or? Uh, it's later. Okay. That's later. This is first. This is the first yeah. real. Got it. Single woman. Got it. So she kind of paves the way for shows like Laverne and Shirley, which I'm not super familiar with. Well, guess what? Except for the uh, theme song. It's in our future. And you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, you know, this show kind of paves the way for like every single cool woman show that you see now, you know? So that's really appealing for me. It's like a funny ensemble cast too. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, she's not carrying it by herself, which she very well could. Not even close. In this episode, she barely had anything to do. This chuckles, bites, dust, except crack up at the end. Yeah. But it's like a very funny ensemble cast, which I like. I'm here for it. Just a show about like a lot of women. And then... You know, Ted's there. Here, put on your headphones. My we, headphone? We forgot to watch... The promo? We forgot to watch the promo from Nick at Night, so let's let's correct this ill and check it out now. All right, let's go. Let's see how Nick at Night was advertising this in the 90s. Did you know many people from Minneapolis cannot recall the most basic news events of the 70s? They don't remember the oil shortage, or the bicentennial, or the name Gerald Ford. And yet they all claim they watch the nightly news. Heavenly Father... This is Ted Baxter. I've just been handed a bulletin. You have something on your front tooth. Population explosion. Researchers have not identified a reason. The woman who didn't know one dog from another was a vegetarian. Veterinarian. Overall, a fairly positive review. Totally. You can see this paved the way for things like 30 Rock. Sure. Right? Where, like, you have, like, a woman producer doing her thing. They do their Mary Tyler Moore bits. I'm sure uh, Liz Lemon threw her hat at some (laughs) point, and they did a spoof on it. You can all write in for a Halloween costume this year. Should I be Mary Tyler Moore? And if I am, who should Tyler be? Should he be Ted? Should he be, uh... Luckily, there's two bald guys I can choose from. Murray Um, and uh, Lou Grant. Or should you be, uh... I want to be Betty White. Oh, you could be Sue What's her name? Sue Ann? Yeah, I think you could pull it off. You have a very small nose. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, the the only sitcom you ever really sit down and watch of your own volition is Frasier. Yeah. Would you ever watch Mary Tyler Moore of your own Um, volition? I'd think about it, yeah. That's a no. I would. That's a hard no. I would think about it. More than any other sitcom we've watched so far? Yes. It is good. It is is delightful. And it's so weird as a cultural artifact because it's so soon after Dick Van Dyke, it's like, whoa, 
Like, it makes your head spin. Like, Dick Van Dyke is great, and it's not the most, like, um, oppressive, uh, you know, view of married life in the 60s, but it's very, you know, it's a lot more quote-unquote traditional than this. Yeah. And for this to be on the air, like, three or four years later yeah. is pretty head-spinning, I feel like. It feels like two different worlds uh, in such a short period of time. But I guess that's what, like, you know, societal change was like back then, huh? Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for watching, Kate. Thanks for listening, everybody out there. Uh, another Nick at Night in the books here for us with more coming soon. I just like to, well, you know, watch these shows from the 70s when women had hope, you well, know? See you guys next week. Time-tested TV pleasure classics in historic mono for the connoisseur or neophyte only on Nick at Night.